when I think about Glacier National Park. It is so incredibly different to the other parks that our family has been able to attend. And, and I would say that the word I would use is dramatic. When you go to Yellowstone, there is just like vistas and prairies and miles and miles. You can see into the distance. And there's herds of buffalo and it's just a lot. And, and then you're in Denali. And Denali, it's, it's the same, but totally dry and tundra. And just you can see the rolling hills of, slit, of shale just going into the distance. There's not that in Glacier. Glacier, it's as if someone with jagged teeth just had their lower jaw planted into the earth and there's just these peaks and deep valleys. There's just, it's very dramatic. There is this area called Logan's Pass and it's at the top of the going to the sun road and that's where you wanna go if you wanna come across these creatures in Glacier Park. And they're everywhere and you have to be aware of them. And then one of the tourist attractions is Avalanche Lake. And, and this picture is from late summer. And so you see a little bit of the green coming in that bowl right there. But, but every winter, it is so named because of the avalanches that just pummel down, taking away all of the new growth into this freezing cold lake. But the real sight in Glacier Park is if you take the trip along the going to the sun road. The thing about the going to the sun road is it's very narrow and it is curvy and windy. And on one side you have a mountain or at least a steep slope. And then on this side you have a very steep slope going down. It's narrow and most people opt actually to, to not drive themselves. They get in these, these classic red cars that the, the park owns that you can go through. But it is a commitment to do this. It's a half a day commitment at least because it's, it's the, it stretches the horizontal, it stretches the north to south of the park. So you could, you could almost do the whole thing. But it is slow going and, and you, don't, you can't turn around. I mean, you could, but it would be really like a 10-point turn to turn back to come. And so you could sign, if you sign on for this, you are making the commitment. And when you make the commitment, it, it bids, like, come, visit me. This is so amazing because it is supposed to be the drive. is supposed to be the most, one of the most scenic drives in our entire country. I mean, it is, it is stunning. It bids, come. Come and see, but you come knowing that it might be a little bit scary, a little bit eerie, and, and it is going to be time commitment. I think that since I started following Jesus, not just being a Christian, because I was born a Christian, I was born into a Christian family, but when I started following Jesus, life has felt a lot like the going to the sun road. It has felt like this narrow, scary journey with very few easy escape routes. It would be easier not to go to the sun road. It would be easier. It'd be, it, it would be easier not to live as a follower of Jesus. It would be. 
I often finding my, find myself looking for an exit, especially after a week like we've had here in our particular community of faith where so many people that we all love are so sick and have had surgeries and, and it would be easier not to care. I think that the disciples did not realize what it meant when Jesus said, follow me. They stopped everything but he just said, follow me, and they stopped. Think about it. When they first started following Jesus, all they witnessed at the beginning were miracles. They saw Jesus change water to wine at a wedding. They saw Jesus like spit in dirt and make someone that was blind since birth be able to see. They saw Jesus tell a man who had never walked before, get up and walk. I mean, it was stunning. It was amazing what they were able to see. But as the gospels go on, you start to see that Jesus realizes, oh, I don't know if they're getting it. They're not getting what follow me means. Jesus had to die. Jesus had to die and that meant following him meant some part of them had to die as well. Jesus knows that for these disciples, for us, to get that the kingdom of heaven on this earth, not when we die, but now, when that happens now, then following him means something more than just immediately getting up and going. It is not just being a fan of Jesus. It's not just following him when he was alive, but it's living for him. So our text today comes at the end of the gospel, towards the end of the gospel of Matthew, and Jesus is telling them, you gotta, following me means, it means more than just being a fan. So hear these words from the gospel of Matthew. Then Jesus told his disciples, if any wish to come after me, let them deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I don't think the disciples had any idea what it meant to follow Jesus. It was just, it was just too abrupt. Jesus is walking along the lake. It says, follow me to the fishermen. And it says, at once, they dropped their nets and followed. And then he sees Matthew in the tax collector booth and says, follow me. And at once, and then someone, I mean, it just, it was just too easy. But, but at the beginning, it was pretty easy to follow Jesus. I mean, he was doing some amazing things. But this passage, this passage comes years later. After the disciples have journeyed with Jesus through the years. And while they know, and while we know, there is no entrance exam. For following Jesus. It's not like you have to get your act together in order to then go follow Jesus. There are not a set of requirements to follow Jesus. The following part, that, that's just easy. It's the daily following. It's what it takes to do us to do daily as we follow Jesus. And that means following means becoming more like Jesus. 
It would be easier if this is how the text read. If any wish to come after me, follow me and stay just as you are. But the text reads that following Jesus means denying self, taking up one's cross. It means losing our life as we know it. Losing our life. Denying self. This word deny is found only in two places in the Gospels. And it's here whenever Jesus talks about what it means to follow him. And the other time is when Jesus says to Peter before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Deny, it means to say you don't associate with someone. That you do not know. You don't have an affiliation with someone. And so Jesus is saying, I don't want you to have an affiliation. I don't want you to associate with self. Well, that could be interpreted that we are supposed to love ourselves less, but we have to read scripture within the whole of scripture. And just verses before, Jesus has said, the greatest commandment is this, that you would love your neighbor neighbor as you love yourself. So deny self, it can't mean denying ourselves of anything that we need for sustenance and for life. It is not about giving ourselves less than we need. It is realizing that following Christ means that our self as we know it needs to be less than becoming more of the self that we are in Christ. It means that when we follow Christ, we will be changed. There should be change. This is a fundamental truth. We signed up for it. This is a fundamental truth of being a follower of Christ. You are on a path of transformation. The self that you are today, it cannot, it should not be the self that you were a year ago. And the self that you will be in a year should not be the self that we are today. Change means losing how things are for the sake of what God will make them to be in God's image. When our family did the going to the sun road, we opted to drive. We, um, we opted because several of the members of our family get car sick, but also, let's just be honest, I really like control of schedule. And it, it, was, it was amazing. I drove one way, and Charlie drove the other. And what we realized, y'all, is that it is slow go, it is eerie and dramatic, but if you are the driver, you miss all of it. You miss the whole thing. To deny oneself means letting God drive. It means taking this narrow path that is windy, it is so scary sometimes, and sometimes you want to exit but it means yielding oneself, yielding control and outcomes of our lives to live as Jesus lived. Jesus denied himself. He did not deny himself by withdrawing from himself food or rest or community. But what he did do, Jesus did deny himself by not accumulating wealth and possessions. He did not deny himself by following all the rules of society and religion. He didn't. He didn't follow all the rules. But Jesus did deny himself by choosing not to be a people pleaser. Jesus did not deny himself by stuffing down his emotions. But he did deny letting those emotions ever be something that could hurt someone or harm another or exclude 
anyone. My former boss, Lane, and, my, and pastor and mentor, he got his first diagnosis of male breast cancer when he was in his mid-40s. And they treated it very aggressively. Mastectomy. I mean, did you know that there was that thing for men? Major chemo. And he knew what was coming. You know, when you get diagnosed with cancer at first, most people don't know because you just look the same. And so one morning he remembers like sitting up on the bed and turning around and all of his hair was on the pillow. And, and he talks about how there's this moment when you're on, undergoing chemo, when you lose your hair, that's when it becomes public. Because then it's like, oh, everybody knows what you've been dealing with on the inside. That is what's now obvious. And so you, you cannot avoid, he said, you cannot avoid those pitiful stares and those comments that people are making. And as he's embracing this new baldness, a couple of days later, his, he had an eighth grade son, Daniel. And it was a Saturday afternoon and Daniel and his mom walk in the house and Daniel had shaved his head. He had denied himself. If any wish to come after me, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake will find it. Jesus calls us to follow him but doing this means signing up for change, for loss, for a narrow, windy road that is sometimes scary. There's no easy escape routes. Oh, but what we find and what we discover on that journey is stunning. May it be so in my life and in yours.